everybody and welcome to Tailgate Talks. This is week 103. This is episode 150 and you're listening to our Texas preview. Horns down, it's Texas hate week. Texas Tech and UT facing off this week. We are proudly powered by the nation. So make sure you're checking out all the content and stuff that they're doing there and all the other great podcasts in uh, app that's a part of the nation. Um, we've got a fun review uh, preview for you guys this week. Sorry, stuttering through this second episode that we're recording tonight. Uh, if you missed it, we did our NC State recap episode that dropped on Tuesday. So be sure to go check that out if you want to catch anything that we had, uh, any of our thoughts from that game. But in order to do so, you got to be following us on Apple and on Spotify. Give us those five stars. And if you listen to us on Apple, hit us with that review. Uh, you can also follow our social media accounts. Follow us on Twitter at Telgate underscore talks. We're on Instagram and Facebook. We also have a YouTube channel. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. if you go subscribe to that channel. The more subscribers, the better it is for us. Uh, we're posting little clips from each week's podcast as well as our Telgate Crasher videos. So we expect that NC State or Houston Telgate crashing video to be up uh, soon for you guys so to check out. To the catch, for any tailgate yeah, videos. yeah. <laughs> to catch what we least. did uh, two weeks ago now. Um, but we are enjoying those tailgate crashings. So if you listen to this and you want to get involved, you might not be able to get involved by this time for the Texas week, but we also are doing it throughout the season. So uh, if you want your tailgate to be crashed, let us know. You can email us at tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. You can message us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter to get involved with that, and we'll come out, hang out with you at your tailgate, drink a beer, eat some food, have a good time. Uh, so with all of that said, let's go ahead and get into our Texas Texas Tech preview. We're going to start this thing off right. Raiders! Man, I've been waiting all my life to do that. Well, Dustin, the first loss of the Joey McGuire era, we've put that behind us now. We've reviewed that game. It's time to move forward and look at the future. Uh, the University of Texas heads to Lubbock. Uh, they're currently ranked number 22 in the nation, coming off of a one-point loss to Alabama and then a 41-20 win over UTSA. Um, this is the last time, presumably the last time, that we face Texas uh, with in Lubbock as them as a member of the Big 12 Conference. So uh, with all of that said, just kind of what are your initial thoughts on uh, Texas Hate Week and them coming to Lubbock? Yeah, obviously it's going to be a big week, big game. Um, I actually like kicking off Big 12 play with them. I just right. really get this place juice for the first Big 12 game in September. Um Coming off a disappointing loss, um, so worries me a little bit with the offensive struggles. Um, and, of course, last year's game against Texas is still looming over me, like 70-35. to 35, And they ran roughshod over us and could do whatever they wanted. It was ridiculous. So there's still a little bit of that, like, looming, shadow-like. Um, hopefully we can put up a much better fight than that than what we did last year. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, that memory of that last game still 
very much a presence in our heads. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it's fun to talk shit about Texas losing to Kansas, but at the end of the day, they destroyed <laughs> us. Um, right. And this is a team that we've only beaten twice since in this stretch where they've been uh, mediocre at best as a program, and you've only yeah. been able to pull off two wins. And you haven't been able you to beat, beat them here. In, yeah, you haven't beat them here since Crabtree oh. made that catch. And so that's oh. frustrating. And that looms large in my head right now and i love talking shit about texas i hate that university but it's really hard to talk shit about the football team that's really yeah, dominated totally. you in this series it's kind of like when we talk to the houston podcast when we talk to pod slam a jam about how yeah. we feel about them like y'all gotta beat us before we actually consider y'all on our levels kind of how i feel about this like we've got to put up totally. a performance Good we got to beat them we got to beat them at home and this is possibly your last chance to do it for a while and so of course, I'm always excited for them to come to town, but yeah. I want this victory bad. And so that brings up, it is Texas hate week, Dustin. So for me, a lot of people are posting, you know, things you hate about Texas. And I'll just <laughs> be blunt with you guys. I hate losing to Texas at home. That's what I hate yeah. about Texas. That's what I've hated is going year in, year out to fucking watch us get our ass handed to us at home by Texas. And I'm freaking tired of that. So Dustin, what do you... What do you hate about Texas? <laughs> yeah, I hate that they get to hold that over us, especially like when we try to bring up like how crappy their season went if we do better. And then it's like, yeah, but we crushed y'all. Yeah. Like, yeah, you got a good point. I mean, I they still think that when they were living back in 2005 in that era and they were super good with Mac Brown and – Colt McCoy, Vince Young, like they're way past that and haven't been there since, but they still act like they are. Yeah. Um, which is which they should be because they have the money and they still get good recruits, great recruits. Like still, you get four and five star athletes that want to go play for them, and it's like, great, you're going to be mediocre there just because it's how they've been for the last ten plus years. But yeah, not being able to beat them has been our Achilles' heel, and hurts the most for sure. Yeah, I'm ready to hopefully add another a happy chapter in this. Uh, It'd be a great start to Coach McGuire. It would be great. It would erase that you know loss and that bad taste in our mouth from last week. It would have you feeling pretty good getting this conference play started off with a win over uh, your hated rival Texas. So, um, and, and what are your thoughts on this possibly being the last time you see UT come to Lubbock as a member of the Big 12? Anything you think that makes this even more important for you personally or is it just kind of a, another game to you not for me personally i mean i bet there's some people on that team or coaching staff that are kind of thinking that or using that maybe especially like former players um maybe have some more of that investment in there um i don't really care either way about it um just because you know how they kind of act and yeah. act too big for everybody so and whether we continue this rivalry when they do move on or not, I mean, I hope we do just because it's a great in-state rivalry. But if we don't and they obviously get are too big for us, fine. Like, go have fun in the SEC. We'll see you later. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. I, I would just like to, to leave it with a win, you know, to, to know that the last time that they came to Lubbock that we, get, we were able to finally beat them. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that would make you feel pretty good. Um, and 
And so, yeah, that's kind of where my head's at. But at the same time, it's kind of good riddance to them. You know, they, they've really brought this conference down, I think. They've held us back uh, from expanding. Totally. They've been kind of detrimental to the growth of the Big 12. So I'm ready for them to kind of move on. I'm ready for, uh, you know, different waters with new teams and new blood in this conference and, and uh, you know, what that is going to be. But would like to send them out of Lubbock for their last time. Uh, carrying an L all the way back to Austin. So uh, now let's get into the actual game side of things. Uh, you, you know, we had that, we had a tough loss. Uh, how are you feeling? Do you, how are you feeling about bouncing back uh, against this Texas team that has shown that they are pretty solid so far this year? I mean, they, they hung in there with Bama. Uh, some would say that they probably should have won that game. Uh, if Quinn Ewers doesn't get hurt, they might have won that right. game. Uh, it could be 3-0. and So they've definitely been a, an impressive team to start this season so far so how do you think tech stacks up against them yeah i'm not sure um their defense worries me because that looks like that's been their best part of their game so far they're doing really well on defense they have two really good linebackers uh ford and overshone who just got yeah, arrested God. monday morning for some marijuana so he might not be playing on saturday we'll see how that works out. He shouldn't play if that's the case. Right. And uh, I think he was injected in the last game, so he's kind of got <laughs> two things on so, his resume right here. That, two of their best players are those two linebackers. They're leading tacklers. Um, and so their defense worries me with our offensive struggles. Yeah. Um, whether we put Donovan or Barron out there doesn't affect that. I don't think they're just really good. we got to protect whoever's back there. Um, and – maybe get a little more creative with how we do that and the play calling on the receiving side. Um, but their offense, it's been okay, I think. I think they are dis disappointed a little bit. Obviously, they went through Quinn Ewers going down, so Hudson Card is, has taken over. I mean, Whittington and Worthy are still really good receivers, and obviously, Bijan Robinson is going to be the main focal point and the main problem of this game. Yeah, I think the things that make me nervous in this game are the things that everybody's probably nervous about. It's it's going up against B. John Robinson, who torched us last time we played him. Um, if there's anything to nitpick from your defense in the NC State game, it's that they did kind of get gashed on the ground from time to time. Um, and this is the best running back that you'll face all season. And so you got to tighten that up, not let him get loose, get out into the uh, into the open and and have those one-on-ones because he's he's really good and so you want to contain him and then on the offensive side of the ball can we improve uh and can donovan improve can we block a little bit better can we hold our own a little bit give him enough time to get the ball out get it to your playmakers and, and you know really try to push the offense I, I think we didn't do a good job of of pushing the tempo last game i'd like to see us try to step on the gas a little bit here uh, it's going to be hot. <laughs> it's going to be, you know, mid-afternoon game in September in Lubbock. It's going to be hot. Can you push the tempo, get them tired, get those defensive linemen tired? Uh, one of the good things is Weston Wright is supposed to be back in uh, yeah. action. Thank so, God. <laughs> uh, thank goodness having one of your starters back on the line is definitely going to help. That's kind of – you can kind of point to, you know, 
we had still had some struggles when he was in there against Houston, but once he left, that's when oh. things really kind of started getting dicey for that line. So having him having back, him is better than not. Yes, it's going to help and adds to the depth of the line again. So those are some things that I, I'm kind of watching for in this game. Um, we did have a rough Donovan performance, so Dustin, Joey McGuire's mm. talked about how Donovan and Barron are both going to play. Uh, this game. I, I don't really know what that means. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know if that's just like specifically designed packages for Baron. Uh, but what are your thoughts on that? And what are your thoughts on Donovan um, trying to bounce back from a rough performance? Yeah, I think like you mentioned on the recap episode, Donovan's still a young player. You know, we've seen him for two years now, but he's still a young, young player getting to learn and grow in this game, especially the new offensive coordinator with Kitley. And he's also young too. But, so I think he can bounce back. And I'm worried this defense is going to cause us some problems, especially up front. Yeah. I had that written down, too, because I watched some of the press conference from Monday of the recap and what's up. And, yeah, Coach McGuire said again, see both quarterbacks play. He has said this every game. And he kind of, like, we've seen coaches say this stuff before and, like, don't go through on it. Like, coach speak it because, like, Houston game, Barron got in for one play, and he was a blocker when the run yeah. was going the other direction. And that was it. And then I got tied in. And then we throw him to the Wolves with two minutes left, down two scores last game when kind of everybody was chirping for him earlier. So it's like, I don't understand why you still say that so often. This, I mean, we already four games in the season, you know, two months from camp, and, and it's like, Yep. I don't see why you say you were going to still put both of them in. When you showed last game that you weren't willing to do that when it wasn't going well for the first guy. Right. You know? So, I'd be like, say, hey, we're going to roll with Donovan or we're going to have quarterback competition and put the best guy out there and see how that goes. Like, And if it's not going well, maybe then we pivot. Like, I'd rather hear that at this point. Yeah, I, I don't like the two-quarterback system unless it's like you have two completely different – style quarterbacks like when the yeah, Florida Gators had like, Tim Tebow did that, like 10 or so years yeah, ago when they would like throw a guy in there to you know it was going to be a run or something like that I, I don't like it when you have two guys who you know I feel like it makes them look over their shoulders a little bit more makes them feel a little bit more uncomfortable I get you want them to be competitive and all that but yeah. I just don't think it does anything for the team I, I like it doesn't do anything no. for the offense not know who's going out there each time you you're running out onto the field um so i'm curious what that is but you know kitley did say today that they're both taking reps with the ones although donovan is getting more I like that with the ones i'm okay with that because i would like to be barren to be prepared in case he does need to go out there um but yeah I, i'm just curious to see if that's actually the case because they've talked about it all season and like you said we haven't really seen that yet but as for donovan i i, I just hope some of that pocket awareness and stuff like that he works on. Yeah. Not really trying to force some of those throws that end up being picks or pick sixes. Just try to take what the defense is giving you sometimes. Like, you don't always got to hit it big. Um, you know, sometimes there's a guy wide open under the middle. So trying to expand his progressions, trying to uh, be more aware in the pocket and know when to get rid of the ball or when to step totally. up and try to do yeah. something with yeah. your feet. Uh, I would love to see some improvement on that from last week. Uh, and, and I hope being at home and having the fans behind you helps with some of those things. I, I bet it was oh, difficult being on 
a hostile environment on the road doesn't really help with that. So the other big question is, can the O-line hold, hold up? They gave up four sacks to NC State. Oof. Now we talked about it in the NC State podcast. I wouldn't give – I wouldn't credit the line with those – all four of those. I think I would credit Donovan with three of those sacks for holding on to the ball. So Roderick long. blew a pickup on one of them. Yeah. <laughs> and so there's some issues there, but Texas has six sacks on the season. So how do you think that they're going to hold up against this Texas defensive front? Yeah, having Weston right back is a big help. I mean, he's a three-year, four-year starter for you. It's not amazing, but he's very solid, which we yeah. obviously saw missing him in that NC State game. So that helps us out. Um, I just – I mentioned it in the recap, and I, this goes to our Kitley comment that we might get to in a minute. I think we need to work on either giving them extra protection, chipping a guy, or telling the running back who to pick up. Because, like I said, we missed some of that. Like I don't think it's all on the O-line, because I think we're just kind of stranding them. With you five are in, are in charge of this, and everybody else is out on routes. Well, that's not really working, obviously. Like, NC State found holes in, in that to blitz. And like I said, Texas' best two players are linebackers, so expect them to be blitzing those guys. I'm sure they got some DB athletes that they can throw out there too. So I just want to see some different play calling on the protection side um, and maybe some quicker routes if that's what's needed on the receiving side of that play calling since we might have less guys out in the routes, which is totally fine with me if that gives Donovan better security in the pocket and makes him feel more confident. Yeah, I just really want to see what Zach Kittley can do to improve on his play calling from last week to this week. And like you said, using those tight ends and using your running backs to try to help and provide more time for Donovan to get rid of the ball and get it to those receivers who are out there trying to run those routes and get to the spots that they need to be for Donovan to deliver it. Um, and, and so I really am hoping that the play calling – uh, improves in that aspect uh, and helps the line out because I, I didn't think that they were that bad against NC State. Now, they weren't able to create any running lanes. That was an issue. Yeah, you were not able been. to get your two, you know, big running backs going. And so I want to see some improvements there. I want to be able to see them create some space for Sir Roderick and Todd Brooks because it's felt like the last two games – like, they've had to work for every single yard that they've gotten. And even, like not yeah, even Houston game, like, Brooks broke a couple for 20-plus, which made it look good. But it was a lot of Hard. cloud of dust, yeah. two, three-yard type stuff against Houston. Like, it wasn't much either. Yeah, like, Sir Roderick had a couple little 10-yard runs that he literally had to break because he, you know, he yes, used Sir Roderick's so spin, <laughs> the Sirod spin uh, to get out of there and get some yardage. But, you know, they've got to do a better job there because – you got to be more balanced on offense and got to be able to at least run the football and show that you can get a few yards each time you run the ball instead of uh, zero, one, or sometimes negative yards. And so that's where I really want to see a lot of improvement from them because uh, I thought they did a decent job in the past game of at least giving you an opportunity to throw the ball and make a play. Uh, just sometimes Donovan held on to it a little too long, was unsure of himself a few times. Uh, maybe try to force it with his legs. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's tough because I, I, we all knew our O-line was kind of one of the weak links of this team as we came into the season, and, and it's really kind of proven to be one of the one of the issues of this team so far three games through the season. But, you know, you need help from your OC, and you need help from 
uh, your tight ends and running backs to help block a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, I think it's you. all intertwined together with offensive coordinator scheming it up and then your O-line, tight ends, and quarterback improving and making it work together also. Yeah. So the defensive side of the ball has been the bright spot for Texas Tech this season so far. Um, did a really good job against NC State. Did a great job against Houston. And so what do you expect from them in this game, and do you think that they can keep it rolling? I do. I don't expect any drop-off, really. Now, we are facing a lot different team than we've played these first three games. We're facing a very dominant running back, and they're going to lean on him a lot. We haven't faced a guy like B. John Robinson since last year when we faced B. John Robinson. Yep. And uh, if you remember that game, he ran for as much as he wanted to last year. So that does worry me, uh, but I do think we have a better O-line and linebacking group that can pack that box, and I think also we have a better secondary. Also, Adrian Fry should be back this week. He's probable. So that's a plus. It's like They can hold it down in the backside, too, to let everybody else cram the middle and hopefully stuff Bijan as much as possible. So I'm, I'm pumped about that. I think we're a lot deeper and more talented in that front seven and the – uh, experience in the backside secondary helps that out a lot too. Yeah, I think Tim DeRuiter is a significant upgrade in the defensive schemes that he's done. Definitely. Like it's been really impressive so far to see, and it and it hasn't mattered who's really been in there. It just seems like you just kind of pick and choose what guys are playing for you, and they figure out ways to get stops. And so that's been really impressive. I think like coming into this game, and it's weird to say, is just I'm more comfortable with what I know our defense is going to provide. Like I feel totally. like they're going to keep this game within yeah. range for uh, for our offense. It's just can our offense do something? And can our offense produce more points and, and deliver and not shoot us in the foot? Uh, I feel like our defense has been all as solid of a group as I remember. So. I think they can do it. I'm curious to see how we attack this offense. There's one thing that you and me have always agreed on is that Sark is a great play caller. And yep. if he gets going as a play caller, like he can be really tough to stop. And he had it going against us last time. So I'm really curious to see how Tim DeRuiter is going to use this defense to attack him, to make them uncomfortable to throw them out of their element, to limit Bijan and not give him a lot of touches and not give him a lot of space. I'm really curious about that because Bijan already yeah. has 311 yards on the season through three games. Like, God. he's doing normal. He hasn't Bijan even played all those games. Yeah. Like, he's been sitting out a little bit because they played who Louisiana Monroe first game, and that was cakewalk. Like, he got hurt a little bit against Alabama. Like, it's not even a full three games. But to your point on Sark, his play calling does scare me. Yeah. And – I mentioned it last year, and it definitely came true. He loves the play-action pass, deep bomb. Watch for Whittington or Worthy to be deep a lot this game, trying to get some bombs. Because also, that's been one of our weaknesses in that secondary is a couple play-action bombs that they've made good plays on on the receiver and quarterback end, but that's the only time we've been really beat right. is on that deep stuff. So. How can we defend X? We're going to put those guys on islands for the most part just because we got to try to stop Bijan. But watch for that play action deep stuff from Sark and that offense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember specifically several plays where he dialed up a great play action at the right time and it and it burned us a lot. He always does, man. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, it's just it's it's weird to trust this defense. But I feel like they're going. Or it's just weird. It's weird saying that as a Tech fan, like you trust this defense. But I I feel like they're going to yeah. do a good job. I feel like they're going to keep us in this game. I feel like they're going to make some plays in order to do that. And so. Uh, just real impressed with what I've seen from Tim DeRuiter in this group so far, and, and I really hope that they can keep building on these performances as you head into conference play, and I hope that your offense and your special teams treat them a little bit better and quit making them have to defend teams in their own territory as soon as they get the ball. Like, give them the opportunity to get stops on the other team's side of the field. That would be nice uh, for once. It's something that you really haven't had to deal with uh in what a game and a half now it's just they've been uh, offense and special teams have just been and kind of screwing you over so prediction time dustin we head on to uh make our predictions for the tech texas game so let's start off like we did last week you have any offensive predictions for us this week last week you went with the three touchdowns from your running backs what do you got this week oof that didn't work out. I'm going to go back to kind of one of my favorite players from the Houston game. Hoping for another big game from Nehemiah Martinez. He's had another good four-catch, almost 50-yard game against NC State also. So that's kind of back-to-back weeks around that same number. Maybe he busts out a little more and goes for like 70-some yards and a touchdown in this yeah. game. And he's a big player kind of over the middle. We get him involved again. I'd like to see that. Yeah, that would be good. He, he he was solid for you in that game. He had a couple big catches for you. He's getting a lot of play time, um, and so the opportunities will uh, surely be there for him to have a big performance against Texas. I'm going to go to the running back room. I'm going to go with Brooks time. I think Taj Brooks is uh, going to be key for us this game. Uh, can we create some space for him, help, help him find some running room? I think he'll be – back in that 80-yard range that we're used to seeing him at, and uh, I think he gets in for a touchdown uh, this week, and so that's what I'm going with. 80-plus 80, 80 yards for Taj Brooks and a touchdown to bounce back on that running game, uh, help you balance out the offense a little bit more uh, and do what he he's done many times is find that end zone. So defensive side of the ball last week you were correct on what you predicted the Tyree Wilkins yeah, game on and had his two sacks that you predicted 11 tackles stuffed the stat sheet what do you got this week I'm just going to predict that every game no I'm kidding <laughs> I mean, but expect that every game <laughs> um a guy that's kind of been heating up for us he's got some big plays lately and had a big season last year, Muddy Waters. I'm looking go. for him to keep heating up. He's had some big hits, and I think he gets a turnover this game, whether that be a, a fumble recovery or a pick. I think he comes up with a big turnover in this game. I'm going to stay in the secondary. I've been really impressed with Malik Dunlap and his performance in these last two games. He's been right there for several picks. I think he gets his pick this game. I'm going to call it yeah. the Malik Dunlap interception game uh like i said he's been right there for so many just uh, a second away or, or a hand away from it and but he's been really impressive in his coverage especially in his one-on-one coverage uh and so i've been impressed with that i think he gets that pick uh now score prediction dustin um what do you oh, have man. for tech versus texas this week i don't know <laughs> This one seems so much harder now that after last week and Texas does worry me. 
like last year yeah. in Sark. Um, I was surprised that they were only five-point favorites at the beginning of this week. Uh, I guess we're getting a little home field advantage bump there because I would expect that to be closer to seven, eight-ish. So I'm definitely not picking Texas to win. I would never do that, just saying that. I'll go Tech 31-28 victory. Okay. It's been tough because I'm trying to, you know, trying to be realistic. I think last week we were definitely a little high on on that win. Coming down. I'm feeling a little more realistic. But it's Texas, and I can't predict Texas to beat us. It just goes against everything in my nature. Um, You know, I hate this university. Everything about. So I'm also going to predict a Texas Tech win. Um, I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think it's going to be a very defensive game. And so I have us winning 24-20 over the Longhorns, uh, forcing a couple of field goals from them. Ooh, that's real low. low. I didn't see a lot from the last game. That makes me think that we can bust out huge offensive numbers against Texas. So I think it's going to be uh, kind of a fight like the Texas-Alabama game was. A lot of defensive plays, very limited offense, but ultimately enough to get it done. Probably so. Uh, and send Texas back to Austin with that L. Uh, so that is our score prediction. You heard it. Dustin, repeat your score for everybody one more time. 31-28. And I have 24-20. to 20. We're both going guns up. Uh, Red Raiders for the victory. Can't pick against Texas. That's just not what we do here. We like to be realistic, but we hate Texas. So um, that's as realistic as you're going to get from us on that one. So let's go over and do our shot bets, Dustin. uh, We will recap our ones from last week and then pick our shot bets for this week. All right, so last week was not a good week for me and Dustin in our shot bets. Uh, We had the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Chargers. The Chiefs were a a three-and-a-half-point favorite. We both went Kansas City on that. Uh, Chargers scored at the end to backdoor cover that, so me and Dustin lose that shot bet uh, as Kansas City only wins by three. Uh, And then we both had Texas Tech plus ten-and-a-half, but NC State wins by 13, so a double-shot bet loss for us last week. Uh, so right now on this football season, we are up to three shot bet losses. Uh, so we'll pay off some shot bets ho- probably this week at some Texas tailgates as we have some tailgates to crash. Uh, sure. This week we have Texas versus Texas Tech. Uh, last I checked, Texas was a six-point favorite uh, according to ESPN. So Dustin, um, riding with what our score predictions were, um, I'm guessing you're going to ride with Texas Tech on this one. Yeah, give me Texas Tech and the points, and I just can't take Texas to win. So, <laughs> give me all of the Texas Tech there. Yeah, same with me. I'm going to ride that Texas Tech. I will never pick against Texas. After this, I'll try to get more realistic with my Texas Tech picks. But uh, going to be homer this week and pull for Texas Tech to get that cover, get that win against the hated Longhorns. The NFL shot bet. Uh, so far has not been kind to us. We lost our uh, Tampa Bay Bucks uh, Cowboy yeah. shot bet. We lost our Kansas City Chiefs and uh, Los Angeles Chargers shot bet. So now we turn to the Buffalo Bills 
who are playing oh, yeah. right now and dominating Crushing the Titans. It. Diggs has three touchdowns. Diggs has three touchdowns, just destroying it, versus the Dolphins, who had one of the most incredible comebacks uh, in the, the NFL this past week, being down 21 in crap, points in the fourth quarter, coming back to beating the Ravens. So, Dustin, Bills minus four in Miami. What do you got? Give me the Bills still. They look like the best team in the NFL right now. Even if the Dolphins have a great offense, give me the, all the Bills there. Yeah, I, I think the Bills are a freight train uh, this season. I think they are in kind of revenge mode from how last season ends, and they are just going to kind of leave everybody in the dirt. So I think what the Dolphins did was impressive, but you know they were down significantly in that game, and it took a miracle to come back and win. So uh, I am going to go with the Dustin and take the Bills on this one. Yeah. Uh, so that'll do it for our shot bets this week. Before we get out of here, Dustin, um, hit us with your final shot. Quick little NFL note. Somehow, Dallas Cowboys without Dak Prescott won against the Cincinnati Bengals. Cooper Rush led the charge to get the Cowboys a win to go to 1-1. One and, one. and apparently, Dak might not be out for as long as they think. So they can somehow string together a couple wins somehow and be 500 or not so terrible. Maybe season's not over for the Cowboys, so way to go, Cooper Rush, to get a win for the Cowboys. My final shot for this week, we're going to be going back to Josh Young, who over the weekend, through his first six games, has the most extra base hits in Rangers history. So he had another Young bomb. He's up to three homers uh, in his career already. Uh, just been... A seamless transition for him to the majors enjoying watching what he's been doing and uh, nice to finally get to see him you know kind of do this day in and day out in the majors uh, the beginning of a great career so all of Red Raider Na Nation is behind him of course a lot of Texas Tech fans are Ranger fans so that's easy for them but for me as a Red Sox fan who doesn't really care about the Rangers it it, it does help me you know root for them a little bit more uh, and and kind of pay attention to them. So been enjoying the highlights and every time he hits a home run to see that kind of light up Texas Tech Twitter is really fun. So uh, just another shout out to Josh Young to keep doing what you're doing. Uh, all of Texas Tech Nation is, you know, here for you and supporting you. And, you know, last little bit here, just want a, another little shout out to Bryce Ramirez who, you know, had the horrific knee injury our tailgate talks wishes to bryce ramirez and his recovery um, nothing but the best for this guy that we hope that he returns bigger better faster than ever uh, and gets to put on that texas tech jersey again and, and, and dominate on defense for us so i uh, just wanted to shout him out one more time a red raider nation is behind you supporting you as you go through this journey you're not alone bryce uh, we are all big fans of yours so that'll do it for us this week uh, hope you enjoyed our little UT preview. Hope you enjoy your weekend. Uh, hopefully watching Texas Tech dominate the Horns and sending them back to Austin with the loss. Hope you enjoy your tailgates. If you see us out there, we'll kind of be in the West Lot area, I think, this week. Uh, so if you see us out and about, come say hi. Uh, come grab a drink with us. We're going to be having a good time. If you want us to come by your spot, if you are going to be out there in the West Lot and you got a spot and you want us to come by, Send us a message, you know, DM us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, email us at tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. Uh, we'll come out, we'll swing by, say hi, ask you a couple questions and all of that. 
Um, but again, that is it for this week. Make sure you're following us on Apple and Spotify as always, giving the tailgate that five star rating. Uh, following us on our social media accounts, Twitter at tailgate underscore talks. We're on Facebook and Instagram. Follow that YouTube channel to catch up with you know short clips from each week's podcast from our tailgate crashing and all of that good stuff. Um, and catch us next week when we recap the Texas game. Hopefully a Texas Tech dub over Texas.